Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. I am your host, Jake, and alongside me is my lovely co-host, Luke. Henry Cavill auditioned to play James Bond, but was ultimately beat out by James Craig. Which is Daniel Craig. <laughs> James Craig is a singer, I think. And Daniel Bond. Yes. <laughs> is Daniel Bond a name? That seems yeah, like a familiar probably. name. There's like billions of people in the world. I think I'm I sure, a Daniel Bond. I'm sure there's at least one Daniel Bond. All right, so as per usual, we have a bit of news to report on. Then uh, our spoiler alert section Blue-lue-lue. where we discuss what we're reading, watching, or listening to. Read listening. Read listening. Okay, so first up, uh, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix uh, has ordered back-to-back sequels to Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, and Gal Gadot returning. The first one, like, was a fun movie, but do I care about more? Fuck no, I care about more. Honestly, I'd probably watch them. I, it was a fine. It wasn't the first one was fine, but I feel like the next two will just be the same movie, yeah. just in like a different setting. It, it'll just be all three oh, yeah. of them acting as themselves but as usual. I do enjoy heist movies, so if it's just more heist shit with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and Gal Gadot, then I'm for it. Also, there was one thing about the first one. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. Go ahead and watch it. Yeah, there's like billions of hours watched according to fucking Netflix. (laughs) So they were looking for Hitler's hidden, like, art treasure thing. Yeah. And they found it in, what was it, like, Brazil or something like that? Somewhere in South America. Yeah, it was supposed to be buried for at least, what, 80 years now? Yeah. Since the Nazis fell. They like they got to the location it was supposed to be and then like brushed off like two inches of dirt. It's like there it is. <laughs> it's like uh, I think it'd probably have been a little bit deeper. Yeah, no one fucking like walked that trail or something. Yeah, or, just, like they just like you just hear metal tinging. Yeah. Like what the ah, it's fine. It's that metal sand. Yeah, uh, Deadline reported that, and they put uh, Netflix is planning back-to-back sequel shoots for what it self-describes to be its most popular movie ever. I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> because Netflix keeps fucking saying that there's billions and billions of hours watched making it its most fucking popular movie. All right, what do you got? So until it comes out, I will forever be commenting on Jackass forever. <laughs> I have a list of the cameos, <laughs> which... I thought was going to be a little bit longer, but then I remembered they were filming during COVID. So yeah. So first up, we got Eric Andre. Oh yeah. <sighs> Excited for that. Yeah, Tori Bellick from MythBusters. Oh, the was that a chick or was that like that was uh, one of the dudes? Yeah, one of the dudes. It was like Tori Grant and then the chick, and I can't remember her name right now. But yeah, Shaq, because he's in everything. Might as well. Do you think he's going to do any stunts? No, or definitely he, not. Or just going to be there with his... <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there with his... I make a lot of money. Uh, Tony Hawk, of course. Mm, he was just on Good Mythical Morning. 
Was he? Awkward episode. Was it? Yeah. He has a pretty good podcast with... I can't remember his name right now. Been a long day. Australian guy called Hawk Hawk versus Wolf. It's pretty good. He was a old skater. Australian guy? Yeah. Um Don't know. Also recently on Steve O's podcast, but whatever. Uh Matt Hoffman. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh Francis Nagano, the UFC fighter. Oh yeah. Heavyweight. DJ Paul from the Three Six Mafia. <laughs> I like how He was in uh <coughs> Wild Boys. He was Three Six Mafia. Was. Yeah, and Three Six Mafia was also in Jackass Two, Two really? or Three. Don't remember. They it was uh oh man, my brain with names right now. Someone ate cow shit with the Three Six Mafia there. Probably Steve O. It wasn't Steve O. Chris Pontius. Other nope. Um oh man, why can't I remember his name right now? Not Danger Aaron. The other one. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have it in in, in, in my brain. But yeah, I, I just can't come up with it right now. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, <clears throat> don't care. Tyler, the creator, that will Fuck probably yeah. be super entertaining. He will definitely do a fucking Yeah, sign. he'll do something. Rob Deerdeck won't do anything because no. he doesn't do anything. Rab himself, Chris Rab, is going to be there. Don't fully know. He, he could do a stunt just because he was in part of the whole CKY. Yeah crew but he also is not like a camera operator or something like that now and then the dudesons um isn't like taco or someone from lawyer squad also in, yeah i think he i think he's like not part of a the, cameo i think he's like part of yeah. like the new crew yeah. yeah which may be why tyler the creator's there probably also tyler the creator i feel like would just want to be there yeah doing a fucking stunt just for the fuck of it and I'm actually kind of excited to see the Dudesons again. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in a long time. They used to have a show on MTV. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was MTV. Maybe it was Fuse. I can't remember, but it was one of those. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Crazy. Um, when does it come out again? February. February 4th. 4th. It's coming up. Yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm going to be there. Not front row because I'll get motion sick. But I'll sit in the back. I'm gonna go fucking break her neck. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. Um. All right. So next up, there's a rumor that the Batgirl movie will help help set up a Nightwing movie, according to notable Twitter leaker at My Time to Shine. Warner Brothers has allegedly found the Robin slash Dick Grayson. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the. DC Universe anymore? I've, I've tr- literally stopped trying to figure it out because it don't make any sense anymore. Uh, is there going to be like a time jump after they introduce Robin? Because Dick Grayson doesn't become Nightwing until he's like like early into his adulthood, like late teens. If it's anything we know about DC, they're they just, don't give a fuck about canon. They're just they're, throwing shit now. They're like, well, we found him. Now he's Nightwing. Deal with it. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to have a Robin without a Batman. Yeah, I don't... It, well, a Batgirl isn't... Um, Wait, I could be getting this completely wrong. Uh, isn't What's-His-Face bringing back his old Batman reprising Michael his role? Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, so... For Batgirl, so there's your Batman. In the scrapped third Burton Batman movie, uh, I think it was Marlon Wayans... One of the Wayne's brothers, he mm. was supposed to be Dick Grayson. So All right. 
uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if they're going to continue down that path. So is this like a uh, continuation of? The original Tim Burton movies? I don't know, because if it is, I feel like Dick Grayson would have already been Nightwing. He'd be, like, in his fucking 30s. Yeah, Batman's old now. Yeah, like, mid-late 30s. Once they did CGI, I'm young again, and be like, hey, you know, it's just directly following this movie. I don't know. <laughs> you guys remember the scrapped <laughs> fucking third Batman fucking movie? I mean, I, I mean, he could. I feel like it... I know that DC doesn't expect people to have read the comics. So they just like, yeah, we'll do whatever. But it'd be kind of cool if they're just like, this is for the cult following of the Tim Burton films, like audience. Yeah. Some, (laughs) there's like 10 people will get this. Yeah. (laughs) In the, in the, uh, the credits, it's like, this one's for you, Jay, Greg, Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon subscribers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll fucking see. We'll see if DC has found their footing or not. I'm going to go with no, but still excited for the Batman. Me too. March 4th. And February 4th is Jackass? Yeah. Oh, shit. <sighs> Literally a, a month. It's going to be a great month. Meant to be. All right, what else you got? Well, I have some news on no way. a biopic of one of your favorite people. Played by one of your favorite people. No. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Daniel Radcliffe is going to be playing Weird Al Yankovic. In a Neither of those people are my favorite people. Uh, ha- I have no release date, but it is set to stream exclusively on the Roku channel. Which I feel like Weird Al could have... I thought it was Hulu. Roku channel. I don't know. Which I feel like it should have been on Roku as a channel? Yeah. For the Roku? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you turn on your Roku, and then there's like a thing for the Roku game champ. Whatever. <clears throat> In the press release, it says, The biopic holds nothing back, exploring every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle, which obviously that last part's a joke because yeah. he's like one of the guys that's been in pop culture for a long time and hasn't had any accusations against yeah. him <clears throat> nothing even really bad no none uh the script was written by mr al yankovic and eric apple who is also directing the film who owns apple yes and uh is an executive producer on the project mr apple said when weird al i'm gonna, it states as mr yankovic i'm just gonna call him weird al <laughs> it's so weird mr apple said when weird al set him down against his will and proceeded to tell him his life story. I didn't believe any of it, but I knew oh, I knew that we had to make a movie about it, which is cool. And then... I feel we, like it's all going to be satire. It's, yeah, every part of it. I feel like if he really wanted to do it, he should have like a eight-mile type story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just Weird Al the entire time. Well, Daniel Radcliffe the entire time, I guess. Uh, Weird Al said in a statement that he's absolutely thrilled that Daniel Radcliffe will be tr- portraying him in the film... I have no doubt whatsoever that this will be the role future generations will remember him for. It's <laughs> amazing. I Just by the press release and the fact that Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al, I'm watching that movie. When's the last time Daniel Radcliffe was in a not weird movie? He was in uh, Guns Akimbo, fucking uh, 
Swiss Army Swiss Man. Swiss Army Man, such a good movie though. So I haven't uh, watched it. Um, well, he's in that one that Harry releases this year. Yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> I still can't remember it. The one with, uh, yep, those two people we discussed it a couple weeks ago. Don't remember. That was a long. Channing Tatum and oh, Sandra Bullock. The yeah, yeah the romance novel yeah. or whatever movie that releases. I think in April or May, somewhere around there. Who cares? I don't care. I'm gonna watch it. I think it's fine. All right. Uh, and related Batgirl news, Batgirl movie news, they released an official first look at the Batgirl suit, and it causes mixed fan reactions. Everything causes mixed fan reactions. Did you see it? I did not see it. Uh, the quality of the picture looks very CW. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they, like, there was leaked set photos of, Leslie Grace, who is playing Batgirl, mm. wearing the suit. And the suit looks way better in this fucking pixelated <laughs> fucking picture than the official one did. That sucks. But the suit, like, you could tell that they took, like, everything from the Batgirl of Burnside. Uh, the, because the suit is, like, all purple. Mm-hmm. And the cape is yellow. <laughs> The utility belt's yellow, boots are yellow, uh, the symbol is yellow, which looks cool. You could definitely tell it's fucking Batgirl. I've, right. seen, I've seen comments from weird people that were like, Ugh, the suit's not tight enough, you can't see her fucking boobs. What? Yeah, like what the fuck? Those are the mixed reactions. Like you couldn't tell that it's a girl because it's Batgirl. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking idiot. The, the mixed reactions is just people going, oh, I can't wait for this movie. And the other <laughs> side going, more boobs. Yeah. Tighter <laughs> outfit. Uh, uh, the directors. Fuck, what, what did they direct? I couldn't tell you. I'll tell you. All right. In a second. In a segment we call Looking It Up. Yeah. In a segment called Hold Tight, folks. <laughs> Batgirl, 1967. Nailed it. That's the one. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is re- is reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, you, J.K. Simmons is a national treasure. But, so I guess that more confirms that the Batman is in its own separate universe. Yeah. Because they have a different actor for, oh, Bad Boys for Life. The two directors directed Bad Boys for Life and a show called Black, show, or a movie called Gangsta. All right. Uh, I didn't watch any of those. I watched Bad Boys for Life. It was That was uh, the newest one? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it. it. Was it fine? It was a it was a bad, a bad boys, boys movie. movie. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah. I I don't have any reason to not think that this movie is going to be bad or to think that this movie is going to be bad. But I haven't really seen much of it. Well, all I'm saying is there better be more boobs. More boobs. Especially on Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) J.K. Simmons boobs. Uh, I got some quick hitters for you. Hit me with it quickly. Hit me. Uh, Tyler Perry is bringing back Medea after retiring the character. Don't care. I know. Pete Davidson may host the Oscars? 
Don't Question care. Question mark? Question did, mark? Did you see that Pete Davidson said that he had to hire security? Because of Kanye West? Because of, yeah. because of his fan base. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was because Kanye West made threats against him or some shit. I feel like if you said the wrong thing to Kanye, he'd start yeah, crying. That's true. How much Eli's gonna get he's gonna get so triggered by that. How much the earth cost? Uh Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief is being remade starring Gal Gadot. So that's cool. And then the last one I have here is Leonardo DiCaprio will be playing H. H. Holmes in The Devil in the White City, which is currently in pre production. Hell yeah. So that's kinda cool. Hell yeah. It's kind of a slow news week. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, Batgirl stuff, Batgirl stuff. And a lot of like editorials, oh, a lot of like niche stuff. Yeah, and it's like these ten movies are coming to Netflix. Like, I'm not gonna report on that. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um. Next is our spoiler alert section. Uh, I since. Justin and I forgot to talk about it Okay, on yeah. our bonus episode. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Station Eleven. Which, if you want to hear that bonus episode, patreon.com forward slash yeah. pop, pop culture bicycle. All right. Uh, you can subscribe for five, ten, or twenty bucks a month. Twenty bucks. It's only twenty bucks. Ignore the other two. Yeah. <laughs> only twenty bucks. Um, yeah, the, the Station Eleven is a limited HBO series. The post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple timelines telling the stories of survivors of a devastating flu as they attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to what's or holding on to the best of what's been lost. Which, when I first went into it, I was like, fucking pandemic shit. Right. But they did, they did it really fucking well. It stars Mackenzie Davis... Who was in Happiest Season, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, among many other things. Amongst others. Amongst uh Himesh Patel, who starred in that Beatles movie yesterday where every, oh, everyone forgot the Beatles existed. Except him. And That's a great name, by the way. He was also in Don't Look Up, which I don't remember seeing him in Don't Look Up. I haven't watched Don't Look Up yet. Uh Lori Petty who was in A League of Their Own and Orange is the New Black, among many other things, like Tank Girl and other things. Many, many, many other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Dope Sick, it hops back and forth between different years, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, like, confuse you. Uh, and it's, like, the story of, like, Mackenzie Davis's character and... Uh, Another character named Tyler and a bunch of other people. Uh, I, I, I thought it was going to be kind of pretentious because it starts out about like this theater troupe, this traveling theater troupe mm-hmm. in the post-apocalyptic era uh, where they just do fucking Hamlet. They just perform Hamlet. I'm right. like... I hate theater. <laughs> I hate theater. And it just seemed kind of pretentious, but it, the more it went on. It got you. Yeah, the deeper it delved into it. Into, because uh, Mackenzie Davis's character, Kirsten, it starts out with her as like a young girl, pre, pre-pandemic. 
and uh, she meets Hamesh's character, uh, and they become intertwined, and then they end up losing each other, and then, spoiler alert, um, they find each other at the end of the season. Oh, uh, okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty heartwarming to see. Did you cry? No. Liar. Jordan cried for me. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a really good fucking, really good series. It's only 10 episodes. What's it called? Station 11. Station 11. Yeah. It's this, the name comes from this comic book that the, one of the characters in the show creates and that became, that becomes like a Bible for this Tyler character. Hmm. And he recruits a bunch of, uh, post pandemic kids who were born after the pandemic. Oh, okay. And he creates like this profit from it and becomes like this cult leader That's of these cool. kids and So that was on HBO? Yeah. Alright, I'm I'm at the, you got me. HBO Max to be specific. Oh. To be Pacific. Be Pacific. Alright. What have you been reading, watching and or listening to? I've been listening to Ready Player Two. Instead of through the first chapter, I'm now, I think, middle of chapter four. And I got to be honest with you. Not good? Not so far. <sighs> it's it's a lot of, so I'm terrible with names, but the main character's name. Ready Player One. Yep. Like, he's all rich and he owns O&I, I think the, the company is, that created... Iowa is the the evil corporation, so it's oh and yeah, which they ended up buying out. Oh really? Yeah, but they created like the the helmet now that everyone like logs on with, mm. and uh, he's just literally the most powerful man in the world at the moment because Sounds boring. yeah, what kind of conflict is he going to get into other yeah, than it, becoming like the exact the it, evil por- the it, evil person exactly like it's just going through like his rich people problems at the moment. Who cares? It's like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't get to really see my friends. I guess Artemis doesn't like him anymore, which I don't really know what the fuck happened there. What happened there? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, and it's just all the stuff he's he's trying to find these things called the Seven Shards. So I imagine there's going to be some kind of adventure like that. But it's, so it's real like s- the the new Easter eggs. Yeah, and. It still has a bunch of the old references to 80s stuff, but I just don't give a fuck about your rich people problems. <laughs> just just stop while you're heading. Just go re go, go listen to Ready Player One again. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, oh, my personal robot made me breakfast, and I sat it. <laughs> I sat out on my balcony and ate it while doing all this shit. I'm like, dude, and I wipe my tears with my hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I I go into this bunker that's underneath the building to go into the and masturbate yeah to go into the the system i forget the name of it at the moment but uh he's like it's the only place the oasis it's like his own personal bat cave and it's also the only place that if a ballistic missile hits my building i'll be safe from given that fucking bad it's like well it's like given that uh, any or anybody could get through the and he just names off all these like guards like i got aired it you know, air to ground missiles and all this other shit because like everyone knows where he lives because he's like the most powerful man in the world. It's just I don't care about your rich people problems. Get to an adventure that I can actually like 
invest in or die and create another fucking Easter egg hunt. Something, like yeah. Halliday did do something. I think <laughs> introduced I, me to a more interesting character. Yeah, I think because Artemis is does this thing where she's going to like she doesn't log in much anymore. Like she's going and like viewing the real world and trying to bring awareness that like, Ooh. hey, the world outside of the oasis is shit. What a hipster. But so I think something's probably going to develop there. Like I said, I'm only four chapters in, but it's just been a bunch. There's one chapter was like the whole like owners meeting where like all the people like H and Shoto and Artemis were like together in the same room. Daito. Yeah. I know. Shoto. Yeah. Daito died in the last one. (laughs) And, uh, it just kind of like stated where they're at in their lives and how they're busy people. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. Can we, can we get on with it? But yeah, that's that's what I've been reading. I don't recommend it so far, but if it gets good, I'll let you know. <laughs> Report back on it. Uh, it, it. Even if when it gets good is the is the back cover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have been listening to uh, Doctor Sleep, which is pretty fucking yes. intense. Um, like I still like the movie. But the book obviously fucking gets way more in depth. Yeah. Goes I, into the like backstory and shit of uh the true not the villains. That always seems to be the thing. It's like if you really like a book, the movie's not gonna be as good. But if you really like a movie, the book you're gonna go back and read the book, like the book is so much better yeah. and then not really give a yeah. shit about the movie anymore. But I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to stay optimistic about Doctor Sleep because fucking love Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Um, yeah. Uh, like doesn't really. Do you remember the the chick that um, Danny sleeps with, and he wakes up, and she it turns out she has a kid, and then he's like haunted. Like once by her and the kid because they both died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they like, uh, her like Danny and the and the chick. They meet at a bar and they're all fucking trashed and they fucking buy like a fucking ounce of coke from someone nice. in a fucking bathroom and uh, they go back and they sleep with each other. Danny wakes up. Sees the kid. The kid goes and reaches for the fucking coke. So what the fuck? Danny's like, uh, maybe I should pick you up and just give you to your mom. And then Danny steals her money and feels guilty about that. And turns out because in the movie, it makes it seem like the uh, the chick is already dead. Mm -hmm. So therefore, the the child dies due to like lack of care. And attention, but in the book, uh, the chick has has a brother that abuses the little boy. Oh shit! Yeah, and Danny figures out that the brother like beat the kid to death. Oh fuck! So she committed suicide. What the fuck? And that's how they died. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's pretty fucking intense. Yeah, that's it. And he gets like repeated, like like shines of 
the kid reaching for the coke. Oh, damn. Uh, and her fucking laying in the bed. Hey, now I got to read this book and B, I need to watch the movie again. Yeah. Because it got me in the mood for Dr. Sleep. And how uh, he goes to the town where that has a tiny train. Yeah. And he meets that one dude. But in the book, it's not just Danny and the one dude going to meet Abra and right. go after the true knot. It's him, the one dude, and a doctor that he's an AA with that is also Abra's doctor. Oh, fuck. Uh, and they go after the true knot together. And in the movie, the like the parents die by the hands of the true knot. Uh-huh. And fucking... But in the book, the mom isn't at home. She's taking care of her dying oh. grandmother. And uh, I wonder why they change things like that. Like, it seems like a pretty... Like, I guess having a third character is not an insignificant change. But... Something it, like it was probably like the studio, like you got to fucking like condense this down. Yeah, but something where like the the mother is not there doesn't seem like a significant change where they yeah. couldn't just keep that. And in, in the book, like the <coughs> like Danny and the doctor and Abra sit down with the dad, uh-huh. and they have like a drawn out lengthy conversation explaining like who the true not are and right. But in the in the movie, like Danny and the I forget the fucking dude's name. It's like Jimmy or some shit. <laughs> fucking they go to the house and meet the dad. Dad's all fucking sketched out because Abra's been fucking talking to this old dude, right? <laughs> yeah, older dude, and uh, then the dad dies like pretty much immediately afterwards. Fuck, I'm only like halfway through the audiobook. Fucking 17 hours long. Yeah. This dude fucking, there's a dude out there reading fucking <laughs> Stephen King books for 17 hours in total. Yeah, Ready Player 2, I almost said 3. I hope there's going to be a third one. Yeah, the there probably stuff. will. Uh, is narrated by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. And it's like 13 hours long or something like that. It's. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I can I spend 13 hours listening to this, but will I? No. No. Not at all. I'm definitely going to fucking... Because I have the fucking time at work now that I can just listen to the yeah, audiobooks. Well, I have 10 hours at work, but I'm like, I can't listen to this the entire time. Especially that book. Yeah, like, that book. I, I just don't care so much. <laughs> uh, and, like, you'd probably re- listen to another audiobook if we could figure out how the fuck Audible works. Uh, there, I know there's a bunch of free ones. By the way, Jessup, I know you're by. listening... Buy more credits. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when he's like, oh, yeah, you can use my old account. There's like eight credits on there. There's no credits on there. Yeah, they're probably all expired. Yeah. Zero credits. And I doubt you kept your subscription up because it's your old account. Yeah. So, but whatever. I'm using it to listen yeah, to that one. Dr. Sleep. Oh, uh, and I finished. I might have talked about this on the last episode or the bonus episode that I finished fucking. Um, the, Shining? the Shining. Yep. Yeah, I. Yeah. And fucking uh, Jack Torrance saves his family. Uh, unlike the fucking movie where he tries to kill his family. Yeah, and then he freezes. Yeah, uh, because the, the Overlook wanted Danny 
because of his fucking power. And right. Jack's like, yo, what the fuck, dude? You <laughs> fucking dick me around. Made me think you wanted me, but really you wanted my fucking son. Go fuck yourself. I'm, I'm jealous. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to save my kids and fucking, or save my family and blow this fucking place to kingdom come. And in the, in Dr. Sleep, like the true not, they've been around fucking forever. Mm-hmm. So they have like deep ties in like the government. Oh, and really? They have like properties all throughout the fucking U.S. Yeah, because in the movie, weren't they just like a traveling, yeah. like a uh, gypsy type? Yeah. In the, in the book, there's they're still like a traveling caravan. But oh, okay. They, the places they go, they like they know where they're going because right. they own the property or oh. they can like influence the owners and shit. And, um, it's going somewhere with this. I forgot. I don't know. Train of thought lost. Um, hmm. I'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, w- one of the, uh, because they're a traveling caravan with a bunch of motor homes and shit. Right. They own a bunch of campgrounds. One of the campgrounds that they own uh, is a campground built on top of the fucking uh, site of the Overlook. Oh. And fucking Danny's like, motherfucker, are you fucking serious? I got to go back to this fucking place? Now, it's been a while since I watched the movie, but didn't he actually, did he shine back to the Overlook or did he go back to the Overlook in the movie? Uh, he went back to the Overlook. Yeah, so the, in the book, the Overlook isn't there. It, because but in the movie, it was in the movie, <clears throat> in the in the the Shining movie, they the like Jack doesn't burn down the fucking right Overlook by letting the boiler explode. Uh, so in the to keep continuity, in, yeah, they like yeah. oh well, the Overlook has to be there this time. Yeah, I it's, see. It's just run down now. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm curious now. Because of the way that Dr. Sleep was, The Shining was still standing. I wonder if maybe, like, Danny and Abra, like, shine the Overlook into existence. Yeah. Uh, be kind of cool. Yeah. So Sometimes I wish that books, I mean, movies followed the books more to a T. Like, I, well, like I brought up before, yes, would it make a long movie? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but also you could... Do parts. It seems like uh, <laughs> since Avengers Endgame and Zack Snyder's four-hour fucking Justice, Justice League, League like, yeah. studios are more willing to yeah make longer movies now because How people... How long was Endgame? Uh, I think like two and a half hours. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, like we talked about before with Zack Snyder's Justice League, was it a long movie? Absolutely. But did it absolutely need all that movie to make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hollywood seems to not really know how to make good Stephen King movies. Like, no. It Chapter 2 fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, a lot of older fucking Stephen King adaptations, pretty bad. Honestly, like, after watching the new It movies and then going back and watching It, the miniseries from yeah. 90 whatever or whatever it was the miniseries did a better job following the story like from the book than the new movies did even in the miniseries like they had to change some shit because it was a tv miniseries well, yeah but as far as like with the new it movies they're like oh this first movie is going to be when they're kids and now the second movie is when they're grown up when yeah, and 
it, in the book it was like intertwined yeah, like and, it jumped back and forth and the tv series did that like it started out as they were it, it, it obviously started out with uh georgie getting killed just yeah like how it should and the, but, like how it is in the book yeah and then it's like oh they're adults and this thing's happening where they got to go back and then they're like remembering as mm-hmm. and i'm like see that is more true to the book than the yeah. actual like two two hour movies were yeah because they fucking beat the shit out of pennywise in the in the book when they're kids yeah. so pennywise is like subconsciously fucking gave them uh like very successful lives except mike who stayed behind yeah and made them <laughs> made, made them forget in exchange uh, for their succession, which great concept, like yeah. that concept, like it'll, I like it a lot. Like a lot. I like it a lot. All right, have you been watching, listening? I haven't been watching anything, but I, I mean, I listened to podcasts, but I couldn't tell you anything about what I've listened <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, ever since I finished The Shining on audiobook. And immediately went into Doctor Sleep, Sleep on audiobook. I haven't touched a podcast because I started I started listening to the Velvet Underground series from yeah, yeah. No Dogs in Space, and then I was like, I have a fucking audio or I have an Audible trial with <laughs> two free credits that I signed up for when I was drunk. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been listening to the last podcast, but it's, it's the Mob Baker. Mm, yeah, the, the Baker Boys or something like that. Yeah, which the lady? Yeah, I don't really care about. Like, I listen to it; it's entertaining, but it's not like one of those heavy hitters where it's like, dude, I didn't know that. It's just a story. Yeah, I haven't listened to the last pod in like a year. They need to go back and redo their heavy hitters. I think. Yeah, because I know some of them. I went back and listened to the Ed Gein one. And it was it was like from episode like one thirty, which they're on episode four something now. Yeah. So like the format, they then they didn't want to do so many parts to a story. They would oh, only, they so only want to make it like a two parter. Yeah. So I feel like they need to go back and redo it, make it like get the whole story out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, Marcus was. Marcus had like a full time job, so yeah, he had to do all, all that research in addition to his fucking full time job, and that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But now that they're making money, I feel like they need to. Yeah, that that that'd be cool. At least make it like Patreon exclusive, right? In, yeah, in in the least, yeah, they'll probably get a lot more patrons, a lot more money. Also, like I don't, I don't really care about the Velvet Underground so much. I, I've listened to them. I just and they're really entertaining. Like, yeah, Mike Marcus is one hell yeah. of a fucking researcher and storyteller. Absolutely, so that's that's really what gets me. Right, and it's just I, I I find myself hard to engage in a genre or a band that I don't really like that much. So it's yeah. like it's a good story, but I'm also just like not Lou invested. Reed? It's fine. <laughs> that, that, that asshole Lou Reed. Yeah, it's fine. But like, like the when they did the Beastie Boys series, of course I fucking love the Beastie yeah. Boys. So I was like more invested, and I was like, you know, waiting with anticipation. Yeah, for, for, the, for the, next the next one. Episodes. Yeah, I tried waiting for the whole series to come out and got like two episodes, and I was like, fuck, dude, I gotta fucking listen. <laughs> to this. And then when they uh, they came out with the Velvet Underground series after their long hiatus, I listened to it, 
and then I just forgot that they were doing anything. Yeah, same. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if they have any new episodes, which they don't, but they finished the series, and I was yeah. like, oh, all yeah. right. I was like, well, I'm caught up on uh, fucking the Weekly Planet, and there's other <laughs> network of podcasts. So. Caravan of Garbage. Yeah. So Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, fuck, I guess I'll listen to the, the Vela Underground series. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I do like that the fact that since they're on Spotify, which I don't know if No Dogs in Space will only be on Spotify. They're anymore. not only on Spotify. They're, so I wonder how they get the rights to use the music. I don't know. That must be an expensive endeavor. Yeah. If if not. Or or they'll probably just stop playing. Uh, unless they're only allowed to use like five seconds of it or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, they'll probably play like short enough segment of a song to not get yeah straight like the chorus the most recognizable part of it and then they're like yeah it's done yeah <laughs> you get you guys know this song <laughs> that's all you need all right you want to get into the real good movie of the week let's do it real good movie of the week all right so we we're gonna cover what were we gonna cover? Uh, Rom Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, one of them. But unfortunately, we didn't have enough time, so we got the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead from 1981. The original, the not as good, <laughs> not as good, quote unquote reboot. Uh, yeah, we were talking about before. I was like, yeah, Evil Dead. And it wasn't until halfway through the film that I realized the Evil Dead Two is the better one. And I was like, mm. "This is the same movie, better, just better, better acting and script and shit." And Ash gets his uh, his boomstick. Uh, no, his uh, chainsaw arm in Evil Dead Two. He doesn't do shit in this movie. All right, so this one is, if you don't know, which who the fuck doesn't know that it was written and directed by Sam Raimi. And it stars Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. Ashley. Ashley J. Williams. Uh, it's about five college students that take time off to spend a peaceful vacation in a remote cabin. A book and an audio tape is discovered, and its evil is found to be powerful once the incantations are read out loud. The friends find themselves helpless to stop the evil as it takes them one by one, with only one survivor left with the evil dead... <laughs> And desperately tries to fight to live until morning. Hey, it's amazing that this is a Sam Raimi movie. Yes. Because you see, like, the Spider-Man trilogy, and then you see this, you're like, that can't be the same guy. It's the same guy. Even, like, his later horror movies, like, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Uh, A and B, I didn't know Sam Raimi was from Ann Arbor. Yeah. I had no idea. So was Bruce Campbell. Yeah, and and Sam's brother, Ted. Yeah, I, I... I know that the so for the actually the longest time I thought the Evil Dead was filmed in Michigan. It's it's set in Michigan, but they it's could, set in Tennessee and filmed in Tennessee. The very first scene, they're like, "Where where are we?" And he's like, "We just crossed the Tennessee border." So okay. it's in Tennessee, but it's filmed in Tennessee and partially in Detroit somewhere. I don't know where. I read that they that Sam Raimi wanted to film it in Michigan, mm-hmm. but he couldn't find. Like a decrepit cabin. Yeah. Which, I don't know. You just didn't look hard enough. There's yeah. plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> just throw a fucking rock and you'll find <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
But, like, everyone is from uh, Michigan I, yeah, in I, the movie because I, there's one chick that wears the MSU which sweater. That The MSU sweater uh, confused me because it was, like, a navy blue MSU sweater. It wasn't, like, a green and that, white one. That was probably just, like, <laughs> the lighting so and the coloring yeah, it of, the, been. Of, the, of the movie. But, uh... Yeah, I had another point. But, oh, yeah, he did this in college, I think. He made this, like, right out of film school or something like that. And this, uh, Bruce Campbell had a unibrow. The worst <laughs> unibrow, dude. And there were so many close-ups of his face. I mean, yeah. you could just, just, shave, just shave it. Especially in the beginning when they're all in the car. Yeah. There's, like, a close-up of Bruce Campbell's <laughs> face. Yeah, it... In the infamous yellow seventy three Olds Delta, the the acting in this movie was not of, great of its time and budget. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was estimated to be made for like three hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars, which is nothing to make a movie. But you could definitely tell uh, there was some very blurry scenes, especially uh, when Ash and Linda, Linda. Are sitting on the couch and he gives her that necklace with the uh, magnifying glass on oh, it. Oh yeah! Like the close-ups of their face were in focus, but then like any other f- shot of them like on the couch was so blurry. And uh, Sam Raimi originally wanted to use that magnifying glass to burn the Book of the Dead. Oh, that makes sense. He was like, "That's dumb." It's <laughs> like, oh, I need sunlight. Oh yeah, these things only come after you at night but and there's a tree rape scene which is weird yeah <laughs> which in the script it just said that it was Cheryl right that got assaulted yeah Cheryl um that Cheryl was assaulted in the woods uh-huh. and then it just got worse and worse as filming progressed oh really and Sam Raimi regrets now filming that because it's pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah i was thinking like how do you how do you propose that role to where like oh, we're thinking about doing this movie there is gonna be nudity are you okay with that she's like yeah i guess if it's okay it's like uh how do you feel about rape she's like you know i'm not in love with the idea but if if it'll advance the story i'll do it like, okay. If it'll good. advance my career. She's like, okay, you go, okay, good. Well, how about tree rape? She's like, okay, that's where I draw the line. I can't. I'm sorry, Sam. Did I mention this pays $200? <laughs> $200 in fucking late 70s money. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm in. Dude, fucking, I think I watched a documentary where they were talking about how they ran out of money. I believe And it. they couldn't like really afford real housing for the cast and the crew, so they all had to stay on the floor in the cabin. Oh, what? Yeah, freezing their asses off. Damn. Yeah. I mean, you can tell they ran out of money just with some of the makeup that and the shots that they like decided to use for some of the scenes. You could tell it's like, there's no reshoots. They're just going to use it. I remember... One of the scenes, uh, it I forget exactly. But it showed one of the the girl's hands after she had already turned, and it was supposed to have like makeup yeah. all over it. 
and the makeup was flaking off, and you could see like her just normal finger underneath, and they're like using it. Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of film. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of it was filmed on like Super Eight, so it was legit film. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Campbell put up his his parents' uh, property. To afford to be able to like blow it up in thirty five millimeter, which was the, oh really the uh, the film that movie theaters use at the time, right? So well, it grossed two million, so it it wasn't a bad financial decision, but that could have been really bad. Yeah, but Sam Raimi has stated that he is super grateful that Bruce did that. Yeah, <laughs> even though I should be more grateful that. Bruce's parents allowed him to do that. <laughs> it's probably why he actually ended up making Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness starring Bruce Campbell because, I mean, he saved the film, basically. Yeah, that's why Sam Raimi made him a, a producer. Yeah. I, Bruce Campbell. So did Bruce Campbell have any... I, I can't imagine he had any acting chops before this movie. They Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, and... Uh, Bruce Campbell, when they're like in college, they mm-hmm. do like short films and shit like that. Right. But nothing really other than Bruce Campbell likes to post his his early acting gigs, which were <gasps> commercials for like Detroit auto companies and shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Or not even probably them, just dealerships. <laughs> Come down to Big Henry's Barbecue. But, uh, what was I going to say? It. Anyways, it's crazy that this tiny, low-budget, uh, not great horror film yeah. in, in terms of horror films. It's, compared to the next one. Yeah, especially compared to Evil Dead 2. Which was a soft reboot. <laughs> yeah, spawned so much out yeah. of it. I mean, there was a freaking series, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Which was amazing. Yeah, like that wouldn't even been a thing without this really shitty movie, which is uh, incredible, honestly. Yes. Yeah. And Sam uh, Raimi, you are incredible. And uh and Bruce Campbell. Partially in thanks to a glowing review by Stephen King of of this oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it got bought by New Line Cinema. So thanks Stephen King. Which I think that was the era where Stephen King was still drunk a lot, so it looked better to him. <laughs> drunk and high on cocaine. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's just like this is so fucking good. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the coke talking. <laughs> it's uh, definitely the coke talking. It, it's not bad. The acting's bad. Like the like the shots of like the evil going through the woods and shit. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Yeah, in the beginning when it was like traveling over the water. Yeah, uh, that was Sam Raimi like in a little dinghy. That's what I thought. Getting yeah. pushed by. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it, I could kind of tell it was just someone holding a camera, and then they would, like, do yeah. weird maneuvers with it <laughs> to get the shot. But I was like, if, I if know it's low worked. budget. Yeah, it worked good. Yeah. And for the basement, the cabin, or one of the cabins that they shot in didn't actually have a basement. Yeah, I was wondering So they had to that. dig, like, an eight-foot pit. Really? Yeah, for Bruce to like walk down. Oh like, shit! Quote unquote, walk downstairs into the into the basement. It was yeah, because I was I was always I don't know, curious about that. Usually cabins, which this is a cabin, is. don't have basements. They're just on slab. Yeah, 
And I was like, why does this have a basement? But also, there is just some weird, I don't know. I guess the term I'm thinking for is like decision making in this film. Like when the first, I think it's Cheryl that turns first. They just like put her in the basement. Like now she's just underneath you. Yeah. And everyone's like, we'll get some sleep. I'm like, there's somebody. <laughs> she's going to bust through yeah. that fucking rickety ass floor. And then uh, later on, Cheryl's coming through the front door. I think Linda. No. The other guy. I forget it. Scott. Yeah. Come, was like still in the house. I can't remember. But he like runs from outside because Cheryl's chasing him. And he like closes the door. But never locks it. I don't know if there is a there is there is a lock because they had a key. But he's like back door, and he runs to the back door and then just closes it and then never locks that. I'm like, you, you're not stopping anybody. Also, bore up some fucking windows yeah, for sure. I'm flying through that fucking window. Also, I know it, it was for storyline's sake, but the the tape that they play and the guys talking about I learned the secrets of these ancient ruins and all this kind of shit. And he literally says, they come alive when you recite the words and then proceeds to recite the words <laughs> on tape. I was like, what? What are you doing there, sir? You know this is a thing. Don't do that. He's like saying it like into, into a shirt. <laughs> if they can't hear me say it, it doesn't count. Uh, I read that. I can't remember who recorded it. It was either Ted, Sam, Bruce, or like, one of the professors at, at college, like, oh, really? recorded it for him. As far as, like, with having the budget that they had, some of the special effects were really good. Like, when, is it Cheryl? Yeah, Cheryl grabs, when she turns, she's going all nuts. And she grabs a pencil that's on the floor, I guess, and stabs it into uh, Linda's ankle. They did that for real. Oh, no I'm way. <laughs> But, like, the special effects there was pretty good. And then not Cheryl or Linda, but the other. Uh, Shelly? Shelly. Yeah, Shelly. She's on top of Scott. Ooh. <clears throat> I know. So hot. Risky. <laughs> and uh, Bruce stabs her or cuts Who's her. Bruce? Bruce Campbell. Uh, Ash? Ash, yeah. In the, the wrist. And like cuts the tendon or whatever, and she just like bites off her wrist, like pretty good, been there, relatable, pretty good. And then the also the stop motion stuff they had at the end when he throws the book in the fire, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, that that was the era for stop motion. Yeah, yeah, there is no even if there was CGI, you're not buying CGI with a three hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Yeah. I want. I, I'd like to know how much they got paid for that movie. Not. I know it made two point five million, but I'd like to know how much the the actors got paid for that movie. Probably peanuts. Uh, <laughs> a course credit, maybe. Yeah, at, right. At, at school. So where'd that two point five million go to, Sam Raimi? Yeah, Sam Raimi. What well, say you to that? Um, it went to Stephen King. Oh, yeah, because he, he paid him. He's like, hey, here you go. You see all this coke? That's two and a half million dollars. Uh, Rip. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead 2, way better than Evil, this, but yeah. this, is, this is still a good movie. Evil Dead 2, which they kind of reboot the movie, but for the yeah. first half, 
but they really just are like kind of recapping it, but they also change the story a little bit because well, they have the money now, so Sam Raimi's probably like, I'm gonna fucking change this because right. Well, in the in Evil Dead, it's like the group of people. Then in Evil Dead Two, it just shows Ash and Linda went up there for like a romantic getaway. Mm, yeah, and then he like kills her and all that stuff, and he gets his. Should, uh, they probably wanted to bring back the other three actors, but the other three actors were like the fucking first experience was yeah, fucking terrible. That, that's probably true. Well, also Linda didn't come back in Evil Dead Two. It was a different actress that played her, but uh. So it was just it was just Bruce Campbell, <laughs> and, and it was probably because like we have a big budget now and we can do this right. And they're like, okay, well, how much does it pay? The same as the last movie, <laughs> <laughs> which was my friendship. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But Evil Dead Two is way better because he gets the chainsaw arm, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and then that bleeds into like the at the end he gets in the car. Goes into a time warp or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where it starts Army of Darkness. Yeah. Which Army of Darkness is a fucking trip movie. too. So I, like I said, going into this, I forgot that it was Evil Dead 2 where he gets it. So I was like waiting for the scene. I'm like, this scene's never going to Yeah, because his hand gets possessed and starts attacking him. Yeah, which is a fucking <laughs> cool concept. I just love how like the first movie was super serious and then, and then it's like, the let's second just get one, ridiculous yeah. with it. The second one started getting cartoony. The third one just all out. And uh, Ash was Evil Darkness was like half serious, half fucking half comedy because uh, Pablo and whatever that chick's name yeah, was, I can't remember they were either. serious. Right. But then fucking Ash was not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Because in The Evil Dead, Ash doesn't do much. Like, when the dead finally show up, he kind of is just like in the corner while Scott is taking care of one. And I was just like, wow, he's kind of a pussy compared to like what, who Bruce Campbell is in the rest of his movies yeah. is like that hero type. I was wondering if, if Bruce saw it and was like, you know what? I want to be a hero. Like, fuck this bullshit. I mean, he got kind of was the hero at the end, but yeah, and according because to, he had to be because he was the last one. According to Sam Raimi, like they like made uh ash the hero because chicks wanted to look at bruce campbell oh really yeah With that unibrow <laughs> <laughs> it was a 70s yeah, man I it was a different was time fucking ted bundy had a unibrow it, so it, it, there was a hairy time you ever see fucking 70s porn yeah it was a very hairy bush time. everywhere everywhere okay so that was this episode whatever number it was yeah what episode are we on uh 11 Hey, we didn't have a special thing for 10, but that's all right. Okay, so next week we'll have our usual first couple segments of news and spoiler alert. Then we will, fingers crossed, debut a new segment titled We We Don't don't Know know Yet. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for tuning in, and... Hopefully you'll, you'll tune in next week. You fucking better. Fucking better. You fucking better. Subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, subscribe to the fucking Patreon. And also, wait, we have a fucking review. We have a review from uh, J J Hoth <laughs> J Hoth one J Hoth. And they say five stars. Wow, just wow. Warning: Do not listen if you have an ASMR addiction. The sound of Jake's velvety, smooth voice 
is more than enough to reach full climax. <laughs> Still not convinced that Luke isn't actually James Earl Jones Hello. undercover, but oh, I haven't yeah. thrown ropes this hard since Lion King 1. <laughs> These boys have 100% cured my pornography addiction, and now my biggest <laughs> issue is cleaning up the mess I've made after listening to each broadcast. So thanks, J Jahath one Jahath, or is it or is it like the J silence? So it's just Hoth one or Jahath one hate, or maybe all the H's are silent. So it's maybe it's hate H one Jahath one. I don't know. Okay, so thanks for that review. And if you want to give us a five star review. You can rate us in app, whatever app lets you give us a review, <laughs> but preferably the Apple Podcast app. I think Spotify allows reviews now, too. Really? Yep. I don't, get <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking pay attention. <laughs> but you can also send us an email uh, sending us whatever message you want, and if it's appropriate enough, we'll fucking <laughs> read it. Or if it's, like, inappropriate enough, appropriately inappropriate. Inappropriately flattering. We will read it. You can also leave us a voice message, too, at, at our email, popculturebicycle at gmail.com. Actually, everybody go do that right now because I want to hear. At the same time, everyone get together <laughs> and, and talk yell. at once. Yell like you're trying to wish your grandma a happy birthday from across <laughs> the country. So do that. And you can also, wait, everything's in the outro, so listen to the outro. <laughs> you can also just listen to the outro. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Bicycle and on Twitter at Pop Culture Bike. You can follow me on Instagram at Pop Culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K E W A Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at Pop Culture Bicycle at gmail.com or use hashtag Pop Culture Bicycle on Twitter. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. 